Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going oh. to fill in for, um, oh. <laughs> we're going to fill in for, uh, Nigel who can't be with us today. <laughs> Who's there? Medea. Who's there? Yeah. Medea. You know, it's actually kind of weird because, uh, actually I'll buy Joan Black. Oh no, I don't. Maybe she's disappeared. Okay, so we've got Medea with us and we're going to have, um, Erica's coming on as soon as she's put her baby to sleep. Uh, it's funny because uh, I was saying yesterday and I, I really, I was like, I feel like I cursed. I cursed it. Man. Yo, Nigel, I'm sorry, man. I cursed it. I was like, I don't know anybody who has coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know anybody who has coronavirus, I said yesterday. Touch wood. Touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. Yeah, but then Nigel calls me up this morning. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, dad's a bit poorly, etc. And it could be that, you know, he's got, this coronavirus, I was like, oh no, it's gonna be feeling a bit, you know, bad all day because of this. I'm like, no, no, you're not cursing, man. I know it's got nothing to do with me and and I didn't have any influence on it, but you still think, oh my word, ask that question, you know, and then it comes up. Um, well, I'm all right though, man, so don't worry. Anyway, Look, I'll, it, I'll, I'll tell you, before you move on from that, um, I need you to take on board that a lot of people are saying it's corona, even when it's not, and they're, they're literally are using it as an excuse to sort of, sort of, without sounding too cruel, they're offing the older people, which is not fair. I actually believe this too myself, to be fair. I actually yeah, believe it. We're jumping like, straight in like that, you know. We're jumping yeah. straight in like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we're going in like that, then listen, let me, let me just put my thing down here, right? Yeah, so, I agree. That's the first, first and foremost, I agree. Definitely. Um, the one thing that we did discuss on a previous show, though, but I'm just going to quickly slide over this because I think this is not the point that you're trying to make anyway. But yeah. a lot, what we're saying in previous shows, the, 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 a lot of people thought that um, all sort of deaths were going to be given to coronavirus, like every single thing. And the reason I said that I don't believe that myself is because when you come to end of year statistics or every quarterly statistics, they're going to have to have people who have died of heart failure and liver disease and other things. Yeah. I think what is going to have to have happened now is that somebody who's showing signs of pneumonia, respiratory disease, anything that could be COPD or, um, or emphysema or anything like that, that's going to get written off as COVID. You can guarantee yeah. that's it's guaranteed, COVID. guaranteed. But like what you're saying, sorry to cut you out, I did want you to get in in, in a second, Madia. Um, yeah. uh, so but the, the one thing I will say, though, is that I think you are right about, though, is that there's now people who have got, who have been given palliative care, yeah, so end-of-life care, when they shouldn't be on the end-of-life plan, when they're just old and they're basically the system's going, we don't want to be overwhelmed now, so we're just going to let them die. I think that's the point that you were trying to get at. Yes, yes. I actually, and, and adding to that, you, you've got to also be aware that a lot of the NHS staff can't cope with this, the rush of these people who are coming in with this so-called corona. So they are, they are, that is the decision they are being forced to make, is like induce them into a coma and just let them sort of go peacefully. And because of that, people who may have been able to recover or may not actually have corona are being sort of sidestepped and just pushed in the same, you know, barrel, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, I think that's what it is, basically. I think if you're already critically ill, and for, for in our case, uh, the Pops, he's, he's not really... 
he, he you know if he gets sick there's, there's more likely a decision going to be made where to say okay you know what he doesn't need to be saved to be fair he's costing everyone resources blah blah and it's, it's yeah. a horrible thing to think uh there's a level of understanding there of course but you know you think this having the selfish side you're like oh man now why why my you know but uh to be honest it's been dragged out too long the poor man has probably been suffering for so long it is to be honest in his case particularly yeah i find a lot of people um a lot of older people or people who are sick they they would choose that option yeah they would choose that option every time but it's the state that keeps them alive and i mean in this case they probably think to themselves no if just people like this let them go because we can't afford it but when it's normal when life's normally normal then i think it's a case of our come to try and save as many people because it keeps people in jobs for example so yeah well well night shared a video on this didn't he yesterday that um i researched and it ended up being a couple of years old and i think he took it back down um, but basically it was a guy talking about his mum basically having her oxygen turned down and basically they're not they're not basically feeding it and i can't i think it's called the liverpool care plan or yeah, something like or the Liverpool pathway that's the actual name of this end of year end of life plan that people go to and what they yeah. do is they sort of half skirt around it with the family so they kind of tell them that they're going to try and move them onto a different plan and it's moving more towards the end of life plan you know if, if they're basically they try and hint at it if their symptoms get worse but really the stuff that they actually do sometimes can make it worse if you're not feeding somebody and you're turning down somebody's oxygen who needs to breathe then you're making you're exacerbating the situation you're making it worse by just yeah. like that action alone and i think that's what's starting to happen now where a lot of people like this video that nigel was sharing yesterday um the, basically what they were saying is look we can give your mom this because you could hear her breathing awfully in the background and they were saying basically we can give her a high dose of morphine and she just won't wake up and he was offered this about five times to the point where he was really pissing him off, if you excuse the French, but well, I am yeah. studying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, this guy was obviously distraught and saying that he didn't want, he didn't want this to, to happen and he was getting really annoyed with the people offering him this option. He didn't want to take this option at all. Um, but why, Simon? Why did he not want to take the option? I'm just I'm, asking. That's what I said. It's the selfish side of it. I mean, it is, you know, it's hard to make that assumption, though, because we don't know. Like you have to think, right, then the doctors have got your best uh, interests at heart. And this is going back to like literally the heart of what you were saying, because we've got a decision now. Who are doctors t- towards us now? Are, we, are they the people that we come to and we trust them? So even in this situation now where they are having to literally look at numbers and look at statistics and say, we have to let these people go. Are we in agreement with that? Or are we going to say, boy, now listen, up until this point, you was completely against euthanize uh, euthanasia even when it was the person themselves making that decision saying i've had enough of my life and now all of a sudden you've got a bit you've got a, a a pandemic going on so all of a sudden i'm a burden to your system and now that's good enough reason to kill me off yeah. so you've got to look at it different way it's, it's a very very objective and sensitive yeah. and i bet you there's going to be people if, if this goes out to enough people who are going to have been looking from every side of this and i think we've yeah. got to be really careful where we tread and where we stand because obviously um 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 and, and and madia as well you got you've got this thing where Medea, so you where you've got you you know this person personally who we're talking about so you know the surroundings around him and and nigel i hope yeah. that you know and, and Al Sally, i hope your old man you know 
does get to what is the right thing for him, whether that be for him to pass peacefully and that, or whether it would be for him to be sustained. But obviously there's mm-hmm. other situations going on there. There's other complications, but yeah. it's very, very difficult. Do you not think it's just one of those subjects where it's not, we're, we're, we're all outspoken people. Yeah. So we're yeah. all going to tell our, our side of it. And I will happily tell you my side of it, but I'm sure you'll have the perspective and I'll have a perspective but don't you feel like it's just one of those subjects where it's not I'm right and you're wrong it's almost like everybody's yeah. situation is different I think the problem is we're not getting the answers are we we're not we're, we're being bombarded with fake news everywhere so we're not mm-hmm. getting if we just knew it was straightforward is okay there's a virus out there it really is what they say it is and it's killing people and if you get it you're dead and if you don't get it you're alive look at okay let's quickly move on to Boris Johnson for example this guy this criminal mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. this, this is a criminal. Yes, I'm sorry, this is a criminal. It's too sick to be criminal, man. Yeah, but the thing is, he, the guy apparently was struck down with this coronavirus. Was away, yeah. you know, he was like on his deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. On his deathbed. And he's like, Yeah, you know, I had the nurses and he reeled off a whole load of names. And he was like, Yeah, John, and there was Nick's, and there was guys, thousands of guys named Nick and stuff. And then he moves on and he's like, the two people who helped me the most were a, a woman from Portugal, Portugal and a woman from New Zealand. And after, after he said that, I was like, no, okay, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, I'm sorry. This, I had to laugh. Yeah, the thing is, this guy has been promoting getting England out of the EU because of foreign workers. And the people who looked after him the most were two foreign workers. And, yeah, that's and, then, yeah. and then he's ramping up the, the conditions for people to come in the country. These two people wouldn't come in to post-Brexit UK. They got no yeah. chance. You know what I mean? Well, maybe well, that's chance. technically that's not true because of their 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 um their profession. So like nurse, nursing is one nurse. of those nursing is one of those things where we're, Are you we're sure? Yeah, yeah, but the, is, I'm pretty sure it was like you're gonna need to. Um, no, I'm just saying in general, like your 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 thesis is right. Like you you are gonna be right because in general, if you're from Portugal or from when it where Greece, whatever, you're not welcome. New Zealand, that's the new, New Zealand. That's the, new Zealand, sorry, that's the new one. You're not gonna be welcome. You yeah. know what I mean? And that 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 to be honest, if we go to Australia, it's pretty much the same thing unless you got certain skills and that. But yeah, that is our new thing. You're yeah. not welcome. But I can one up you there and that when it comes to Boris Johnson and that. Okay. Imagine he's lying there in his bed being cared yeah. for by this NHS that he keeps on talking so loudly yes, about. Exactly, yeah, 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 NHS, exactly. You do, yeah. know, you do know, like, he was actually proudly bragging to everybody about the fact that he blocked a nurse's pay rise. <laughs> what like, a br- nasty Bragging about it. Work. He actually, him and, and so many people. Uh, if you'll see it now, I've said it. It'll be up and around, uh, around the, on, on, floating around on social media. But it was one of those things. He was actually one of the people who blocked... Uh, a nurse's pay rise and then when they actually got the vote through and he says yay and nays and that they all cheered when they got it blocked so the like cheek of this man to lie down in their bed a rich man who's literally yeah. got blue blood who can't go to booper and go and get his private health care we've just said the nhs is going to be overwhelmed what are you doing in an nhs bed into your private hospital yeah, yeah. stop overwhelming ourselves and that with, with your fat I'm a fat but you know I don't like the guy Simon Simon I'll second you there Simon listen to this one what I did not get because I'm in a couple of groups where they're for the labour and I could not believe Mm -hmm. the amount of well wishers he actually had so they were well wishing him and they were cussing him at the same time yeah yeah 
<laughs> this further fuels my theory that it was either a really big ploy for him to try and get sympathy behind him because the way that it's gone in America with Trump and he's now becoming public enemy number one, that mm-hmm. Boris didn't want that to happen. So therefore, because he completely contracted coronavirus. Yeah. He's got some extra fans. Did you hear <laughs> me? in the NHS at the same time. Yeah. Over there? Did you say something? We got, we got, did you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, did you hear what I was saying to Simon when I was saying that um, I couldn't understand how people who were actively and pro Yeah, so we understood that, yeah, the hypocrisy, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? It's the hypocrisy behind yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also with Erica, what Erica said is... Sorry. What Erica said was actually true too, man, is uh, this guy really did it just for the simple vote and he doesn't want to become public enemy number one so he took his out of the equation basically and was like yeah uh, well you know i was sick with it too so um yeah <laughs> it, it yeah. wasn't me <laughs> i'm suffering <laughs> not personally now in my second personally I don't, I, I don't buy that personally nope. I, I don't buy it but i tell you i tell you why i don't think it's enough of a scalp for him i think at the end of the day all said and done everyone's got it because the way this virus works it's statistics in it it's daily statistics weekly statistics monthly statistics and that and the thing is whether it, unless he was going to hide in hospital for months he was always going to come back and have to face the music he ain't going to be able to blame it on dominic rob for running the country for a week or whatever he ain't going to be able to do that and to be honest if you look at him he does look a bit worse for wear even now so i believe he contracted something whether it was flu or covid19 he just had a cold <laughs> yeah, possibly. I just don't think that. I just don't think like it's worth that bigger boost to him. Like the people get around, like but people have that during a crisis anyway. You know, like we're all in it together. So like people, yeah. will, it happened. Trump, it happened with Trump. His approval went out, uh, went up by about eighteen percent. You know, yeah. overnight, just from from when when he decided when he actually turned around and said this is a national emergency. Everyone thinks it's the start of Independence Day and that, and they will get like you know they're waiting for the theme music to start and you know divided. <laughs> and the problem is in America. Like it is literally like you think we've got it bad here. Imagine having a system where the the chief, you know, literally is like a headless chicken who hasn't got a clue. He's on a rampage attacking everybody. But then on lower levels at governments and state level, the governors from each state are having to communicate with each other, form alliances with each other, like uh, uh, get uh, PPE equipment and everything together and then like Trump and the federal government are actually intercepting loads that are meant to go to New York and stealing it and giving it to California. They actually intercepted a load from Barbados that was headed for Barbados and FEMA actually nicked it and took it and gave it to New York. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Doesn't surprise me. Does not surprise and me. And that was a Chinese consignment. That wasn't American mass. That was Chinese consignment and so then they banned yeah. any masks from leaving America and going back into it. So, I mean, like, that's over there. Over here, it's just like, we, we literally watched and watched and watched. And it was like, what's going on? And then everybody <laughs> told us what was going on. It was like, a car, scheme, scheme. <laughs> I suppose we should do something about that. Literally, it was like that. It was such a lapsidaisical approach. We just, we, 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 we really missed the ball there. Yeah, it's awful. I saw this um, this little kind of clip of a care home and they had to make their own things. They had some flimsy little, you know, those pathetic kind of aprons that you see people wearing for Sorry, catering yeah. just for the sake <laughs> of... Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I was just like, what is that? Like, that's nothing. I might as well not bother wearing anything. Like, you'd be better off with a hoodie on than that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. It's, I think. Okay, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, come on. I was, I was going to ask how long 
do you think the younger generation are going to tolerate this lockdown? Oh, no. Let's be realistic I'll now. Another do week. you think they will tolerate it, say, if it goes on another three, three to six months? Do you think they'll actually behave themselves and stick to the rules? I think uh, I'll give it another week. I don't think it's just the youngers. I think it's anyone that's kind of, there's the cynicism and then having a rebellious streak. I think for a lot of people, the restlessness is starting to to simmer now. Yeah. 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 Week six, I say. Week six. (laughs) To be honest, I I think, why I say the younger generation, people 50 plus are quite happy to stay indoors. Obviously, they'll have the exception to the rule, but they are quite happy to stay indoors. Actually, so quite adventurous. I was, the, I was saying the younger generation, you know, under fifties. I was saying, mm-hmm. I think they will rebel. Yeah, well, I noticed the day when I was driving around. Obviously, I'm in Germany, so it's a little bit. Well, I don't. I can't imagine it's much different. But I saw mm-hmm. that. Like, there's it's a no lot. Different, dude. Yeah, it's no a, different. Yeah, there's a policy actually that you're not allowed to go out as a family. But the amount of families I saw out today going like to shops, the few shops that are open, the supermarkets and stuff, I thought to myself, wait there, what's going on there? So I think people are already starting to be like, okay, look, we're not doing this no more. And a lot of people yeah. getting the old idea that this is just fake and it's, it's not real and they're, they're yeah. messing around with us, you know, which I mm-hmm. think is probably closer to the truth than not. Um, it actually is. Another thing I want to go on to is this Bill Gates guy. He's doing my head in. I don't know why I see this guy everywhere talking about this virus. When this guy's a computer scientist, I don't, I just don't get it. I'm like, hold on, what is this guy got to do? Let me jump in. Let me jump in. The the reason why. Bill, wait, let me fill my dad. Bill Gates is basically a guy. Wait, let me, let me um, give a quick summary so my dad can keep up to speed. Yeah, please do. Bill Gates is a guy who invented your computer, basically. Yeah. Now he thinks he's, I don't know who he thinks he is. But now he thinks he can come up with the idea of vaccinating everybody, which is nothing. To, it's so far from the computer industry. You know, what, what would you have to, you have to study med, med, medicine and biology to, to be able to think or even think about vaccinating people. This guy studied information technology, <laughs> computer science. I don't, I, and I'm thinking, what is the, the connect? Okay, I understand the connection is money, but I don't know what his agenda is. And that's what's scaring me. Why is he my, getting all the say? Microchipping, microchipping everyone and using, using the excuse of vaccines. They're going to microchip everyone. So when they've had enough of you, they can just turn off your, your microchip and you drop dead. It's simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that part is actually, that part is actually true. But that's not oh, what oh, I believe. That, that, yeah. That's what this is all about. Don't get me wrong. That, to me, is a separate agenda. That agenda's been yeah. on, the, on the cards longer than Bill Gates has been around talking about something. But to yeah, answer yeah. Um, Al question, the reason why Bill Gates is, is talking about this and the reason why he's been prevalent on, on, on social media and you've been seeing him talking a lot is because when Obama was in control, um, Bill Gates and Obama and some, a lot of sort of powerful people in, in the world were talking about what is the, the, the basically the worst case scenario for mankind. So mm. they're looking at the effects of global, um, you know, uh, the global change, you know, the, the temperature rise or whatever, global, um, what do you call it, man? The climate change crisis. There we yeah. go. Global warming. The, Global, where are we go? I mean, yeah. it was a simple. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too many deep things on it where they just tell you 10 words for two. But anyway, yeah. yeah, global warming, you know, biodiversity, all these things, deforestation, they talk about wars, they talk about all these things, but they all was in agreement that the most scary situation that we could have is a global pandemic, but a very specific one 
as well because you've got to remember we've had other pandemics like such as Ebola, SARS, Spanish flu, um, mm. MERS, all these different things at different times, H1N1 which was swine flu, mad cow disease, all these things we've had them but the way that they're transmitted and then the way they affect your body is very different to this what we're dealing with now. So this what we're dealing with now is what all sort of uh, analysts and scientists and doctors would say is the worst case scenario. So it's a very specific disease that can be airborne, that is uh, attacks your respiratory system and obviously has, has a high kill rate. So that is the worst thing. And Bill Gates, uh, I think it was in 2015 or 2000, it was quite a while ago, 2015, 2014, when Obama was in control, um, it actually put money as well as a lot of rich people as well put money into a study into certain studies that would, would study the effects of a global pandemic in these certain scenarios so looking at this case but looking at different cases as well whether that was some inside thing or not that's for you to decipher but now obviously years later and we're in this situation then obviously that inf that information that they collated at the time and other leading people especially with the fact that trump has been ignoring it and they've got the the leading expert like this guy Anthony Fauci, who's like the the leading expert on on these sort of diseases. Um, um, so like all sort of coming together and saying like this is a serious situation, and that's why you're seeing a lot of stuff with Bill Gates, and that's why it's getting tied in with a lot of conspiracy theories now. That's why that's why it's about it, because he did those studies and he put a lot of money into it as well into those studies. Mm. So, okay. So, so yeah, thanks for summing that up, Sai. So is he annoying you less now? I'll start you. Yeah. Sorry, no, sorry. Again? <laughs> is Bill Gates annoying you less now that Simon's put the backdrop to it? <laughs> but Bill Gates is a punk. Uh, <laughs> because, well, what's come out today is a video uh, by a guy called, uh, wait, let me get it, Dr. Rancid A. Butter. Now, I think it's, uh, me and Simon had a little discussion about it earlier. And I think it's a, it's a scam, this whole. Because basically what's happened is this guy, Surgeon General Jerome Adams, has apparently come out and dropped. Well, I got, I got, like uh, Simon said to me, has found nothing on it. And I've also found nothing on it. So I don't know where it comes from. Uh, he's dropped the whole project, the Who project from Bill Gates and stuff. Uh, because America won a goal in their own direction without the, the whole, um, how, how do you put it, this uh, contagion program. They, what they said is that they dropped the Bill Gates and the Contagion program. Yeah, which exactly. Which is two very stupid things to say because what they're doing is they're talking about, they're, all they want to do is connect with the audience, like their ear. So it doesn't matter if it's real, fake, fiction or whatever, you know what I mean? So you're talking about Contagion. Oh, that's that film that everyone's watched over the last week and that which is all about this pandemic. You yeah. know what I mean? That film came out. Oh, that's all that here. So what's the Contagion thing? Well, people from <laughs> We'll follow what the guidelines would be from the disease centre, what they would tell us to do and everything, the infectious disease people. But it's not going to be to follow a film. You know what I mean? If those things sort of come together, like, you know, how you would treat it, social distancing and stuff like that, which was in the film and everything like that, then obviously that is similarities. But there isn't a contagion plan, if you know what I mean. There isn't an actual contagion plan as if it was like mimicking the film. So them saying that we're dropping the contagion plan, the Trump government is dropping the contagion plan is stupid. And then saying that they dropped the Bill Gates plan, which again is stupid because there was a plan and what people would have to do. And Obama put all those steps in place and then Trump pretty much stripped them down when he came into power. So when the mm. pandemic hit in the first place, was at, there was a ground zero anyway, having to start again. Yeah. So like there was never 
a contagion plan or a bill there was a bill gates plan but it was bill gates and loads of other scientists and people who collect stat, you know statisticians and stuff like that who collect this data but um but the same trump what actually happened and what they're actually referring to is that the plan to keep the country closed is going to change and trump wants to open the country which is actually true but having nothing to do with this surgeon general at all because i've read all and watched all these interviews and he just talks about following scientific <laughs> advice and and pretty much just follow the doctor's advice and follow the scientist's advice and basically we can't open during a pandemic but we have to sort of balance that with uh, an economy that is basically on its knees yeah so basically what it is trump's just trying to get his numbers up by trying to do a good thing but really it's just selfish reasons and not because it's actually going to help anybody as i understood it so um you know i actually offered him a, po- a plus point because of that but actually after i spoke to si I took a point away man <laughs> this guy. well yeah as i understood it um, new york was still at their peak and it's like to reopen now could could be really really a terrible amount of deaths i just don't understand well, yeah. but like simon said well, i put in the group did you see it, that video which video, the video when he, he was, was like was the last video what so the fact check video yeah, because what it shows you, it shows you an interview with um, Governor of New York and um, is uh, Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, yeah, Governor Cuomo. And basically what he said is that if Trump, because Trump basically says, I have absolute power to open and close gov- uh, every state. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That this. power it doesn't actually rest. With that, to get without getting too complicated into it, that power, if it, the, basically the law, the Constitution, the American says, if we haven't written it in law and says it's a privilege of the president, then obviously that power belongs to the state. So yeah. if we haven't said specifically this is a presidential power, then the power belongs to the state. So mm-hmm. in stuff about pandemics and it falls under like a, uh, an emergency or whatever, the, the states can choose when they open and close themselves. But mm-hmm. obviously Trump tried to give guidance on when states should close but he actually left it so every state could stay open during the pandemic he wouldn't have shut the country at all (laughs) and just to just further fact checking which is the funniest thing ever because you're the only thing you'll ever see on on our news about trump is he talks about how marvelous he actually like uh, how marvelously he he deflected this whole thing and kept the numbers low because he put this blanket wide block on chinese um flights into america no no flights coming from china yeah, and that wasn't actually true. That wasn't actually true at all. It was only no new Chinese, no new Chinese sort of uh, people can come over. But those who had return tickets, those who were American, those who wanted to fly in and out of China as Americans were allowed to. And since the actual blockade, uh, the, the uh, ban on Chinese flights coming in, over four hundred thirty thousand people have come in on Chinese flights yeah. straight from China. Actually, what's what's mysterious <laughs> for me is. Are they saying to me that, you know, because there's some, like, there's really some places who, who have coronavirus where, where I think to myself, hold on, a Chinese person wasn't there. Actually, no one was probably there. So how the, how the, how did the coronavirus get there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Timbuktu. <laughs> yeah, you're forgetting now, Stalio. You're forgetting that um, it's now the, the Africans who are, you know, who are oh, getting yeah, yeah. the most. This Remember, too, yeah. it, was the, it was the Chinese to start with. Now it's the Africans and they're being treated abominably in, in China. Yeah, they're not allowed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I was like, as soon as this starts, it's, only a, it's always a countdown to when it's going to become the black virus, the black folk virus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe he will be us for a while and then he'll move on to the Indians, uh, Pakistanis, and then it'll be, eventually, it will be the Caucasian. 
Well, it was a theory That's that because to blame everyone. <laughs> I yeah. think it was a theory, yeah. wasn't there, that it spreads among us more because we're more, you know, like our families are more closely knit. You know, well, yeah, more, it's um, a cultural like, thing rather than a biological it, thing. It, it, it's definitely it's it's an environment, not an environmental thing. Yeah, well, yeah, it's an environmental thing in in in, in like in terms of like you, your local environment. Like what you got to remember, this thing gets like shown up bad in America. And we all know this about America. I don't care how in-depth you are. You know how bad the disparity is between black and white in America. It's not kind sure. of subtle like it is over here. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. blatant. If you look where the projects are built in America, and there's a brilliant program, I keep urging people to watch it. It's actually more about the drugs in America, but it's called The House I Live In. And it's a documentary, and it's a deep, deep um, documentary. I can't, is it Werner Herzog or someone who's done it? It's amazing. But basically, the whole thing showing that when when black people migrated north after like the the confederates war and everything like that when you know when north and you know when when people like basically black people they went up to north to be treated good or they stayed in the south and got lynched that's how them days were and then when they went up to places in north and new york and places like washington are in the north and michigan and all these places are in the north of the country um they moved them they wanted to set up projects for them so what they did is they did it on condemned land, land that weren't even you can't you can't grow nothing on it. It's not even safe, or it's there's like spilt sewer works or gas works or whatever it was, or there was mining there. That's where they built the projects, and they do that everywhere. Now another thing you probably won't know is that America is the biggest like now that they export their all their own oil. They're one of the yeah. only countries that exploit all their own oil. And they they have oil wells all around America. And it's not in places that you'd expect, like out in the desert. They're in places like Los Angeles. And they're in black and Hispanic neighborhoods where they, they've got a drill site next to schools. And I'll shit you not, like literally within a few hundred yards and the safe levels that they're allowed to have for these people. And they've gone over it by about 100 times. And Trump keeps on relaxing the laws. And making it so it's legal now and legal now, and there's people fighting big campaigns in America because of stuff like fracking and and, and oil works and just general health and like you know insurers won't insure black people or it costs them more. Their college education costs them more, so when they go for a college loan, they, they, they can only get it from certain banks, and those banks charge three times more. You know, the same with getting a house. Every kind of disparity you can imagine exists in America. Yeah, so when you get a pandemic like this. Yeah. When you get a pandemic like this, and this comes to the forefront now, where we're talking about a health problem that it, it, it doesn't leave on no stone unturned. So if it's going to attack your respiratory system, it's going to go after it. Then people with these health problems like COPD, asthma, diabetes, yeah. all these things are really about the environment that they're living. Poor, like there's no vegetables in these places. You can't even buy them in the shops and everything. You know what I mean? Like you people are living in damp conditions. Look at the housing. You think they're damp coming in, you know, rot, all of these kind of stuff in the projects and everything. And in New York, it's just heightened because everyone's on top of each other. So mm-hmm. even in a place like that's that, it's cramped. The white people who are cramped in New York are cramped in airtight, watertight, you know, nice housing. They live in uptown. They live in uptown. White folks don't live in downtown. Even those who live downtown live a different life. The black people are still compartmentalised where black people are, are literally forced into. If you go to Queens, it's black. It's not yeah. black, white. Not, I mean, there's other things than that. But they're immigrants. You know what I mean? It's but not actually, white Queens, New Yorkers. But you're right. 
you know what I mean? But it will be majority immigrants and blacks, you know what I mean? So even if it's white people, it's probably like Polish, Russian, Armenian, something like that, well, white. Italian. Than, yeah, yeah, but even Italians, yeah, but they a lot of them choose to stay in their areas because that's where they were forced to go when they first went there. And, you know, it's like the territorial and everything. So they think, you know, this is where we laid our roots. We'll make this right. nice for us. Simon, I've got to jump in there. I've got to ask you this while you're talking about this, because it's always something that's been on my mind. And you sound so intelligent. Maybe you could give me the answer to this one. <laughs> now, you know, that, you know that black people, they love to brag that they were the first people on this earth. They love yeah. to brag. I know it's, it, they say it's, you know, it's true. There's proof everywhere. But I'm going to go back a bit further. Let's go back to the Bible time. Do you think, because Adam and Eve obviously were supposed to be black, do you think because of what they did in the beginning, that's why black people are still in the gutter today? Do you think they're being forever punished because of Adam and Eve's wrongdoing? Is that why black people never prosper? Do you think that in your mind at for all? Me, for me, the reason why it's hard for me to draw anything I don't from think that's, I don't think we're the enemy. I think the enemy, we're, our enemy is... See, I don't want to go into that, oh, it's the white man, because that's, that's stupid. No, forget that. Fair, there is, stick with the black. Go on. No, but I mean, if, if you was going to look for the true enemy and why we're suffering, it's not because of something that happened with Adam and Eve. It's simply because the, 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 the certain races that don't want us to prosper, and that's it. And then we don't help ourselves either, you know? So you got one, one race that, or a couple of races that think, oh, the black people are the worst, the worst. And then you got the black people who think to themselves, but I ain't going to help that guy. I'm not going to help this black guy. I'm going to do it myself. And I want to get out, you know, I want to go they to that place. Simplify, they just where simplify it coming Black from? people. Yes, where is it coming from? Where is it originating from? Forget it's, the slave. You want to go like, before. It comes from slavery. No, no, it comes from slavery. No, no, there was a time in history. Before slavery. Before slavery. Slavery is not our only history. But the, the, the thing is, no, what the, the thing about slavery is what they do is they don't like to teach past slavery. Yeah, the, yeah. Thing that, like, the thing that kind of I agree with Wayne saying, like, you know, uh, the reason why I do blame slavery for that is because yeah. before slavery, look, we're going to have the same sort of thing where you're going to have small little villages, African huts, mud huts and everything, very yeah. basic living. But what Wayne's trying probably knows as well, because I know he's researched it as well, is that there was like majestical kingdoms and that with cities and functioning economies yeah, and, yeah. and astronomy and and everything that the white man learned from black people in the first place you know people talk about the great pyramids of egypt what people don't talk about is the pyramids that i think are in is it sudan or somewhere like yeah. that where there actually there's more of them and they line either side of a of, of a road and that the, 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 there was a uh, it was an ancient pilgrimage for, for like pre, like there's the king and, and all these people to come up through these uh, for the the nile valley and everything together like this, the black people's history before it was and this isn't black african history this is black skin history what people always forget is we go and look into black history and we look at africa we look at jamaica like, well what later became the slave trade in jamaica america england all the rest of it but what they don't look at is like the people that like the the, the, the people might look at the the um the, um, I don't want to say reading, reading these Native Americans and that, the Red Indians and that, but then you look at the Inuit populations of like 
you know, like the people in the North Pole and everything, like when you see them, like the Eskimo people, yeah. they were killed and butchered. If you go to Australia, the uh, the Aborigines were butchered and the Maoris were, were butchered in uh, New Zealand. The Polynesians were the butchered on all the Pacific Islands and everything. The Aztecs, the, the Mayans, all the, not the Mayans, because these are talking, these are talking like, these are ancient civilizations, but the, 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 the versions of those people, like it was more um, indigenous people and, and villages and tribes and that, they were murdered everywhere. Like that, that wasn't an African thing. What was unique to Africa and why people get stuck on Africa is they didn't just take and kill and plummet, like and rape and, and, and take what they wanted, is they literally did a matrix mind reset on us. And that's what people can't get over. And, you know, I don't know how much you're learning about these kind of things, um, uh, Medea, but if, if you try and work out your history, I bet mm-hmm. you can't go far, farther than probably a grandfather. And oh, literally, well, yeah, you won't know what they well, do. Yeah, you probably wouldn't even know what they do. Now, that, yeah. believe it or not, is unique. If you ask your white friends and that, they will know the history of their family. Yeah, my wife can go. My wife has a book, and it's got like people from the 1500s in the book. It's a, like a, what do you call it? Um, uh, ancestral book. What do you call it? Family it's tree. Definitely. Family yeah. tree. She's got a family tree. And I, I was looking there, I was like, man, there's people from like, like 1500s in here. She's like, yeah, that was my great, great, great. You know, and I was like, what? And I was like, I can't even, I don't even know my grandparents' exactly. name. <laughs> I mean, I do. I should actually had to ask the question. Sorry, just to finish my point, though. Just to finish, sorry, just yeah, to finish my point, though. Sorry. Is, is, is like, look at it this way. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not a person who gets stuck on, on black history and everything like that, to be honest, yeah. when we talk about slavery. But the one thing that that's, we seem to be struggling, struggling with and the reason why people don't get past it is because we don't know our language and our culture and what made us richer than the white man, which is the important thing, richer than the white man in the first place, is because they come and learned all this from us. And then because they knew basically engineering, which was because of what they had there in terms of like the metals and natural resources and everything that the Africans hadn't tapped into because it's a lot deeper over there. They were using spears and flints and whatever, and they were getting attacked by people with artillery. Now, you might be brighter and have got all this knowledge and everything and wealth. I mean, by the time Jesus got black, he was white. You know what I mean? So, like, things had changed. You know what I mean? They come and shut it all down and killed it, but then they made a a slave trade, which was obviously pretty horrific afterwards. And then by the time they finished their manipulation, that their god you know was now our god and everything like that and mm. their way of life was now our day like way of life their five day week their suits their ties their shiny shoes their you know their orderly way their pump up you know stiff up everything was being taken and been given to us in order that we forget what we were and now so, we've forgot so, simon, so long yeah. we're not bothered so simon if that's the case, right, so basically what we're saying in a nutshell, this has always been a white man's world and always will be. That's no, what no, that's, that's no, 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 listen. To I a said, certain point in history. Like, it sounds right. like. It sounds like. So I want to know, this is a, a, another question that I need to ask. What happens in the afterlife? Are we going to all be treated equal by this so-called God or is God going to still put the white soul above the black soul? 
Because uh, that's, that's where I get out of my debt because I don't do religion. Yeah. I just don't I, do religion. I'm, don't I'm a spiritual. Do, I, per- I think you're a spiritual person. If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're all spiritual. I think what yeah. happens is we go back to the source, and I think that that's whether that's. I think that's where where we go next. I don't know. I don't know if we believe in reincarnation or if I believe that we just go back to a higher source and that. Like for me, yeah. like this, this is unfortunately. love someone religious to tell me this because. You, you, what I don't get is black people are renowned for being very religious as well as spiritual. They're very religious people, but yet they get nowhere in this world. So I'd like to know when we finally go and meet our maker, are we going to rest in peace and be okay? Or is it going to continue into the afterlife? I think you should never underestimate the, the water in the afterlife. I don't, I think you should never underestimate the dumbing down of the races. Yeah, um, yeah, like I said, I think one of the major artilleries that the so-called white man or the European had uh, back in the day was the Bible, and they came and said, "Look, we've heard the word." They came with the word, and they started. Yeah. Although we had with the African religions, we had all these other stuff like voodoo and stuff, you know, stuff that actually put us in connection with the, you know, the the spirit world. They they said, "No, this is wrong. That's that's evil. That's the devil's work." We've got the word here and they gave like the people in um, obviously the ancient Rome and stuff. They went there and was like, yeah, here we are. And they passed it on to the, to the African people and they just bought it. They bought it. Yeah. Okay. Good. And they sold them the dream. I don't get it. Oh, I don't know. I think another thing is, another thing is, I think uh, what happened to, um, correct me if I'm wrong here. Another thing they offered a lot of the guys, because obviously the Africans were very attracted to the European women when they saw them. So they offered them like, look, you can have some of our women. Uh, if you do this to some of the people who are in power and they were like, yes, I take some of your women, very beautiful. Remember the, a man's um, instinct for women has never changed. If this is a beautiful mm-hmm. woman, no matter what race he is, he's like, oh, he's weak at the knees. I think yeah. it's also another method they used. They offered them uh, the, the, some free coins, free gold coins and, and, and six women back then. And the, like the Spanish women, you know, that's how they um, convinced them to depart with their old ideology. And that's where we are today. Today, what you see today basically is Years and years indoctrination, slavery, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that's led us to where we are, where we don't know our history. So it always looks mm-hmm. like the white man was always in power, but I can guarantee you before them, because no one talks about the, the Arabic empire and stuff, you know, like Ottoman, Ottoman empire. empire. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the Ottoman. You know, no one talks about this. Everyone just kind of skips over it. Now that didn't happen. All we go back to is Rome, because Rome sounds like that would have been the place where the Europeans were. <clears throat> You'd have to, you, what, once Greece, you start, any, yeah, Greece, Greece, well, any. well, yeah, um, you have to leave school first to start and study the real history. And that's one thing I do like about America. They, they offer that option. Like in Europe, we don't get offered any, um, like proper black history. You might get some uh, like Pakistani, some Indian history, but apart from that, you never get the African history. history of slavery. That's not going to be universal. In the modern years is the consumerism. I think that's something that breaks things down. And I hope that this time of lockdown is going to change some people's perspectives, that they'd have to have that motivation too, and the education to do that as well. But in terms of, like you said about prospering in the beginning, I think that if you're just a consumerist and just like, yeah, I want that, and have all these flashy materialistic things, that doesn't bode well in this life or in the next or if there is a next or if there's an afterlife then Mm. that also is something that breaks down a people and a community and us as a whole 
general people across the globe as black people if we're yeah. just buying into apple and buying into levi's and buying into whatever else chains that are going yeah. on then we're never going to amass and structure anything if yeah. we just very, very, out very, very whatever true. we earn yeah. i think one thing black people are going to get over though it's like, look, we are going to face certain hardships. We're going to face certain things that are going to be more difficult. We are going to get pulled over more times, blah, blah, blah. But what we've got to remember is like, especially if we're looking at the school system, yeah, that's set out for, the, for everybody to, to fail the same way. You know what I mean? That's not a white or a black thing. That's a failing school system that basically is not Well, yeah, because they said that white boys were doing the worst. Was it about yeah, yeah. some well, time? I just think that the last year. Exactly because you've got a system that's going to fail everybody who does it. Because now, basically, we've got a, every part of life has modernised except a Victorian and an Edwardian school system. And I shit you not, if you look at the school... Very true, very true. Literally, Edwardian and Victorian. It has not been updated in 200 years. Exactly. And we're talking about, what's been changed is names. So, like, what would be, you know, your O, your o levels oh, or your yeah. DCEs? I've just been given a different name, and a C grade is now being called a, a, um, a grade, you know, a grade three or something. Called yeah. they get the wrong, numbers one, two, three. Or, yeah, so the, that, that's yeah. basically what's been changed. But we talk about core subjects; they're the same. We're learning the same BS as our parents, and our parents learn the same BS as their parents. And I swear to God, my I learned the same things when I was at school as my nan learned when she was in the same school. Yes, but that was what academies were meant to be bringing about, wasn't it? But yet, and this is where we talk about disparity. I'm sorry to keep going on. I feel like I've been talking to you today, but I'm going to shut up in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on, carry on. We love it. (laughs) You talk about disparity and everything. Isn't it mad that if you go to a, a school, like a state school, like what, what, what we would have all gone to, yeah, or comprehensive or whatever, we're taught how to be workers. But as soon as you pay the money and you go to a private school or even a grammar school, you're taught how to be a leader. You're yeah, exactly. To, you're yeah. taught to aim. Like if you're aiming for management, you're aiming too low. You need mm-hmm. to be a, a director. You need to be a doctor, a barrister. You need to be some influential figure. You need to be something if you're coming out of those establishments. And you're taught from when you are whatever. If you're doing boarding from three till 11, you'll be taught from when you are three that you're a winner. Whereas mm-hmm. in school, you'll be taught to be part of a cog. You'll be a cog in the works. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That mentality, yeah. you're a cog in the works. And what do we all leave thinking? I'll go and get a job to get some money. Yeah. yeah None of us pretty much None of us, because do you know what it is? They know that we haven't got, the majority of us, that, 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 that um, older brother or sister or even mum or dad who isn't an engineer, who isn't a shop worker or anything. So they don't want us to aspire to that any more yeah. than that. They want that for the future. They want us to work in JDs. They want us to pull pints. They want us to clean your floors. They don't want us to think as a leader. And don't you mm-hmm. think that is more criminal than anything else when we think we're doing that to millions of children every day? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And one yes. thing I would add as well with children and fragmented families is that whole concept going back to slavery again. But in answer to Medea's question about why not prospering, from yeah. for me, is slavery is back to that point. But when the families were... In they were working the fields and then they would separate, move the man on. All that families together, no, move that man on, move that man on, move that man on. And that mentality has carried on and trickled down. And then that in itself for children, if they're going to school with adverse childhood experiences, they haven't got that solid rooted family. And let alone, like you say about educating and saying, well, no, you're smart enough to do this and direct your own business and do that. Let alone the fact that they haven't even got that role model and the man 
you know, like the male role model to help them and guide them through, then that in itself is going to be affecting their life chances already. So, yeah. yeah. You have to really, really try and be some kind of superhero and it doesn't quite often work as I know yeah. as a single parent <laughs> to try and like try and teach your children everything across the board. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think what you've got to do basically to keep it on the most basic level is look, black people have got to understand, yes, you have got it rougher. But, you know, the thing is, like, even though you got it rougher, there are the two types of black people. There were those who would go, all right, and I got it rougher, so i got to give in now. And then I was going to kiss my teeth and moan about it and shout to high heaven. Now, them sort of people, they're all right. But if you want something out of life and you really want something and you really just don't want the things you're complaining about, then what you is, you have to be better. You have to be stronger. you got to be more determined. you got to be like flipping uh, Denzel in What's That Film and The Pursuit of Happiness or Will Smith in Pursuit of also, Happiness. Yeah, no. you know yeah. I mean? You've got to be that guy who will go above and beyond because, yeah, the grass isn't going to be like, it isn't going to be the same for you. It ain't going to be as level as you. For you, you know what I mean? They're gonna, people are gonna, if you're playing golf, they're gonna put your ball in the rough before you get started. You know what I mean? You better be good from getting from there. That's why Tiger Woods was a winner because he knew, and, and that's why, you know, Lewis Hamilton and everything because these people, they were the one black face. You know what I mean? And they didn't make it stop them. And the thing is, like, yeah, like, I'm not saying everybody can be Obama, everybody can be Tiger Woods, but the thing is, if you're aiming like that, if you're just thinking, you know, like, is every obstacle, how do I knock it down instead of how is it holding me up? You know what I mean? That would be the difference between success and failure. And I think, like, we can all achieve to it. But, you know, the problem is we're not going to get taught that from start. We've got to learn that somewhere along the way and hope that we can at least encourage other people. To, and I think that's the difference with black mentality is, say, we look at Indian people. They come here, they start a business together. Same even with the Romanians who set up the car washes together and everything. There's certain people who have that unique mentality. Black people have a very fragmented mentality, you know, whether that be from slavery or whether that some of that, some of that was inherited from previous times. We don't know characteristics yeah. were like. We know what cities were like. We know what pyramids were built like. We don't know what people's personalities were like, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. And we might have had that aggression. We might have needed that aggression in the bush. You know what I mean? We don't know. <laughs> a survivalist <laughs> mentality, right? We don't know. Like this, even the black people, even the black dads walking away, that might have been something they did in, in Africa. They might have done that and gone out on hunts and that and not come back for six weeks. You don't know. Like, yeah. well, I don't know because I'm, I'm not ignorant, but I'm, I'm, I'm not learned either on those things. But I think what people do is when they get a bit of information, and this is what we're talking about with this whole bit of Bill Gates thing before, they get a little bit of information. It's mixed in with a bit of truth, a bit of fiction. And then it's for you to do the bit yourself, which is the hard work. It's trying to work out not just what you're being told, but then what speaks to you as well. Because that's the difference. Even if I'm reading a book, why do I have to take that man as gospel? Even if it's written there in text. It's very true. Like we've got intuition. Um, you'd say this, um, um, Medea. I think. Yes. So I, I always felt that you've always been guided by spirit. If anything, you know the way the way you are in the way you know the way that you interact with things and that. I don't find you like impulsive, but I find like you don't have a like um. A, you're not going to refer to the the reference book like this is how I'm reacting to this. You'll look at a situation, yeah. decide how you feel about something, <laughs> and then you'll react accordingly. And I think that's one thing we don't we're not very in touch with unless we're quite conscious and reflective yeah. beings and everything. Like if we're not looking inside for the answers, it just means we're ignorant or stupid or don't want to know. And it, it equates to the same thing. We don't get anywhere. But if you start yeah. digging for answers inside yourself, about yourself, look how many of us go on our own little journeys. You know what I mean? Then, then, then 
what are we doing in life and that and like it's not if we're going to get held up all right and well it's all bad for us black people all right then well what are you going to do about it now like you're going to cost for 20 years about it or you're going to do something yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, Make just, it good for the children. Mm-hmm. Just stringing on to what you said, actually, I, I just read something about obviously, you know, this whole Bill Gates thing. Going back to that, um, there was a post saying, "Oh, look in Africa, they start injecting people. They start injecting people." And then there was a, they posted like four or five pictures. Basically, it was like Senegal. Yeah, they injected Senegal. I was like, luckily for me, I know someone who's from Senegal, so I wrote him and I said, "Hey, man, was this true?" And he was like, "It's all fake." And I was like, "See." See, look how easy all to do is yeah, find a country where you you might not have any probably connection to. It's probably a bowl of inoculations, bro, taking the pictures from back in 2008 and putting them on there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, could could yeah. well be, man. Could well be. You have but to see to find. You cannot just accept, as as um Simon just said, and I am exactly how he said said he thought I thought. I do not take literally what is written in front of me. Yeah, I will keep the sense out of the nonsense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the best way. Yeah. Saying that, I'm just looking at the statistics. Yeah, I'm just looking at the statistics. And if you look at like, like, in theory, this whole lockdown thing is is BS because a lot of these countries, South American countries, a lot of African countries, even though they're saying oh, the African people are in danger, haven't it? They've got the lowest numbers actually. Um, yeah. yeah, but we've got to think about it this way. If you're going to a third world country that's got no sort of like... Um, healthcare system. Not even healthcare system. Let's say you're going to go to a country like Peru. Yeah. Perfect country. South America. Really awkward terrain. It's all up in mountainous regions and everything. People living in pockets and everything. And there's no government mandate saying this is what you got to do. Like, there's not, there's not an international law yeah, saying this is how yeah. you handle it. Right. So, why, why some why? countries are going around testing. A, like, if you look at South Korea, they te- they've probably tested 10% of their whole population or 20% of their whole population. And they've done a million within the first few weeks. Yeah. By that time, America hadn't mm-hmm. even done a thousand and they had the same warning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's about how you react to the same situation. Then America spiked. Now they're at 23,000 deaths or whatever in, 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 I think, just New York alone or whatever and that or, or whatever. And a half a million, well, over one and a half million cases or something stupid like that. And then South Korea, their, their whole peak just still looks like a flat line. You yeah. just they, they hardly got off the ground with it and everything. But then there's other countries. You might go to North Korea, where they're going, I ain't testing nobody. Let them die. I'm King John. I'll do what the hell I like. Let them yeah. die. You know what I mean? If any more of that come from, we'll stop the flipping ban on people having babies. We'll be all right in 20 years. Cool. You know what I mean? Like you might have a deal. And I'm not saying that's his attitude. I don't know. But I'm saying that there's going to be countries that are literally not even testing. There'll probably be countries that are not even talking about it. Depending yeah, on approach and Sweden they haven't locked down anything and I think it was about the same time as onset as ours well yeah yeah. Yeah, what I want to to understand is this coronavirus thing it's been it was it was around say a year ago or so now we were all mixing and we were all getting along just fine and we weren't (laughs) hearing about these deaths all of a sudden we're on lockdown and there's death rising every day Can what someone tell me? What it is, it's the, basically they say like it's because it's a multiplying effect, isn't it? So yeah. imagine like it'll take probably take a week even to affect from one person to 50 people. It'll take a week. But then that next week, it'll double exponentially again. Yeah. Or it might even do it by the same amount. So it'll, but normally it'll double by its same self again. So if it's gone from one to 50, then the next week it'll go farther, I'll say from 50 to 100. Yeah, but Simon, we're on lockdown. We weren't yeah. in lockdown a year ago, and there was less deaths. 
I don't want you to feel like I'm the kind of guy who's agreeing with everything. I'm just going to give you their point of view in it. So yeah, what they're yeah. going to say to that is by then, look, we were talking about reporting by early January, it? by the time we're talking yeah. about that reporting, the reason why they couldn't do anything about it, even in China, because what you do is if you had a report of somebody got coronavirus, you'd lock them down, lock the hospital down and it'd never get out of the hospital. The problem yeah. that you've got is by the time you've got that re- first one reported, that first person who's got it has spread it to somebody else who spread it to three people who spread it to three people who spread it to three people and all of those people are going to keep spreading it to three people so they're all going back to the hometowns own houses to spreading it to three people and that kind of rate if you did that on a piece of paper and not just do the one person add in another three you have to do every other person adding three as well that that paper fills up really quick if you're doing little circles on the paper it becomes like a, a, a multiplying effect in it so what you'll yeah. say is by the time they've got their first case there's probably already ten thousand people infected with it yeah. so yeah. those ten thousand people are already likely to infect another three people each blah 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 it's going to be three hundred thousand people infected or whatever and that's going to go on so now it's about can you contain it can you do the tracing and get back to who those people have and in china there wasn't they just locked it down in yeah. places yeah. like south korea the reason why they didn't have a problem is because they didn't just go oh these are the people infected they said these are the people infected we're quarantining them where have you been for the last two weeks? I want to know everyone you spoke to. Then they go and test all of those people. And then the people who get end up positive out of them, they quarantine them too. So then once those people are, as well who have been infected for so long and they're built up antibodies and they're, they're basically healed, they let them back out to work because they yeah. can't be infected the same way. So now the country is being productive again. So it's like a, like a recycling system. But with what's happening around the world at the moment is that we got the news excuse my friend, fuck all about it for three weeks, literally watched it coming. We should have been prepared for all of this. So by the time it hit the UK and we got the first things, we was doing what's called contact tracing and we're going back and trying to isolate it and find out who have you been in contact with. But we didn't. We said we're going to try this herd mentality. We're going to get people infected. And then we just lost, lost control of it. <laughs> Even to this day, we don't report hospital. We only report hospital deaths. So we will say there's so many thousand deaths in the UK, but we're not including anyone who dies in a care home of COVID-19. But the majority of people are dying in care homes because they're old. Mm. Yeah, well, and what being left to just wither. We're getting half of the number. Yeah. Anyway, but then they've had reports in China about um, people being reinfected, haven't they? Really? And then they've got like a second surgeons now. But the thing is, they're probably not report, um, reporting it because the numbers in China haven't gone up for days. Literally, haven't. Yeah. <laughs> stood still for days, literally. In China, yeah, they, they, they so back to the whole people. not getting the truth of that whole scenario again. Yeah. Shot up to eighty thousand, and after that, it was like, oh, we've sorted it. We've got everything sorted. No problem. Everyone relax. We've, we've solved that problem. That's what they've, they've pretty much done. And every country, you know, which countries are going to take it serious, don't you? You do know this. There's going to be two countries who take this serious. There's going to be the ones that have to take it serious because they've got free press, free media, all the rest of it. They have to be seen to do something. Mm. And then there's the other people who are going to take it serious are the people who are genuinely concerned about their citizens like South Korea, blah, blah, blah. The rest of them are going to pick or choose how they treat it because for some countries, they've got bulging populations, old people's pensions to pay and all the rest of it. Them countries are probably sitting quietly trying to say, no, so I'm just going to keep quiet and let these old people die and that's uh-huh. a couple of billion off the debt. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, that's going to be the bigger crime. It's going to be not looking at the countries that we're told to look at, which is ours and America, because they're the two, we only hear about Trump and, you know, a couple of stories about, yeah, Germany's, you know, we, we get a couple of figures. But in general, our people handled it. I bet you countries like Greece will be really sus, man. 
Greece owes a lot of <laughs> money. Quiet. Italy in yeah. general, mm, I don't know, I don't know, I know yeah. the pandemic started to get there now. But is it, remember the people who were dead up in the crunch, in the credit crunch? A lot of these countries, Spain, Italy, um, Portugal, Greece, a lot of these countries weren't recovering so well and they've got really aging populations. I wouldn't be surprised that some of their uh, responses weren't deliberately slow to let a lot of people die, including us, actually. Because we've got the same That's really sad. Them. Really sad. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway, I'm like, pff, oh, I don't know what we can do. Anyway, just quickly on the last topic, quickly, um, which I was thinking about, because obviously we had this this uh, breakdown uh, show on the weekend and was talking about, yeah, what we're going to do if they do bring in a vaccine, if they're going to roll out a vaccine, what we're going to do? Because basically everyone's like, yeah, you know, we're not going to take it. We're going to, I'm like, okay, so are you preparing to go off grid? Are you preparing to go off grid? Because I know, like, you know, I've been figuring it out for a long time and I've also dabbled with the idea of doing it. But how many people are actually going to stand, stick by the word and say, yeah, okay, I'm going off grid. I'm not taking the chip because I don't believe many people are going to do that. I think as soon as the chip comes out and they say, okay, you can't have food, they'll all be standing in line. It'd be the so, same amount of people who were going to invade um, Area 51. <laughs> yeah, 10,000. How many people actually ended up going actually thinking about it? Let me check, let me pull that a up. lot of people met and smoked a lot of spliffs and that sat in the desert doing nothing. Nobody went to Area 51. Not <laughs> past the perimeter. <laughs> so people are just so talking then. Listen, like it's, it's, this is a true fact. And like I know, again, if I feel like I know my lady right, and um, Medea, she'll probably have the same thing. I don't want it. I don't, I don't trust want it. it. I, don't I don't trust, trust it. it. But, but at the same time, like, it depends on what kind of life we're going to kind of go back to. Because unless we're going to fly off to Costa Rica or somewhere like that where you can have your little plot of land or something and you've got your money there to do it then, then you're all right. But if, you're, if they say, look, we're rolling this out in a month's time and there's nothing you can do as a citizen, you're going to have this chip and everything like that, you better have some money in your bank or be ready to do something to go and get it. Because if you haven't got no assets at that point there, what you have got, the shirt on your back is all that you've got for life. Yeah. from this system because this system operates on that you have this shit in your arm or you get nothing yeah. you don't even have a bank account you can't get a library book you can't fill up your car you can't get no job you can't access no health technically the bible is fulfilling technically exactly. the bible is exactly. fulfilling who runs the world like who actually runs the world when you look at the top one percent of the world believe it or not majority of them are actually really religious if you look yeah. at the top hierarchy in American governments, whether they be Jewish or whether they be evangelicals, which is the main thing in the, Ameri in the Trump mm -hmm. government, is that these people are wholly religious and everything. Like when, when um, the, 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 you can actually check this out, the vice president of the U USA, his name's uh, Mike Pence. This guy, when the AIDS epidemic happened, he was the mayor of Boston. And his answer was basically, people should pray on it. Forget the vaccine that was saving people's lives. His state wasn't having the vaccine. He blocked the vaccine in his state and said, people in my state will pray. So people in his state died. <laughs> and that's how it was. And these are the, these are the vice presidents of the United States. You know what I mean? And, and, mm -hmm. and this is the most powerful people in the world. A lot of them are religious. So a lot of them are actually trying to fulfill the prophecy of the Bible. And all I think that's what they're doing. They are fulfilling. Coming out with yeah. this chip is just another way of fulfilling what was written in the Bible. No. And I think it's just it's just for them, they're like, if that comes, the quicker that comes, the quicker we get to meet, meet our maker, basically, I guess that's what it is. But the yeah, thing is, yeah. the thing is, it's right, nobody, nobody's coming. Nobody's you know coming. It is? It's to bring people back to God. 
I know it sounds mad, but if they bring people back to God, then churches are the only things that are untaxed, even in America and everything. They make big money in America. A lot of these are owned by the same people who have been at the top of government anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. These people, you see them riding around in super jets and everything. These people have lives. Even in Africa, you look at the African pastors and you see them driving Bentleys, Rolls Royces and that in mansions and everything. Then there's a lot of money to be made in God. There's a lot of fear mongering, a lot of war, a lot of everything to be made through God. And if you start scaring the masses and you start fulfilling a prophecy, even if it's man-made and you're doing it deliberately, yeah, we're going to bring these chips, we're going to these these chips in, we're going to basically start reenacting revelations yeah, yeah giving you the 666 true. mark yeah. yeah it's not it's mark not really the true it's not really the true fulfillment of the bible happening in its natural sense it's almost fate predicting itself and it's it's like the script they're following the script but they're doing yeah. it because they want to bring people back to god because if the churches start filling up again and people start following what has been taught only at the altar out of desperation then it will be their messages that will be coming through the pastor's lips it won't be the pastors no more you know what i mean there'll be a whole load of manipulation which is what excuse me for anyone who's religious what the church coming into um um, politics coming into the church was all about people arguing church i used to go church all the time my dad used to argue with enough pastors and everything about the smallest of meaning of the bible you know what i mean it was ridiculous so this is how deep this stuff goes and people blow themselves up over religion it's 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 absolutely insane it is is. religion itself is what's religion no spirituality Correction and connection with God is beautiful, and I'll never ever detach from that. that oh my God! Yeah. I know, I know how to get into that. You know what I mean? I'm all for that. But you know what I mean? As it stands, like for, for actual religion, it's literally like someone was. Sorry, to, this is the last point I'm going to make on religion. When someone was talking about how it was introduced, uh, Christianity was introduced in Africa and, and all these countries, and like even in places like America, obviously in, in uh, Australia and all this, they talked about was that in slavery times yeah so we was getting lynched whipped beat down everything we was getting told to forget our name forget where we're from forget everything but they wanted to share their god with us they wanted us to have everlasting salvation in the afterlife that was not the plan of the white slave owner to let us have a peaceful afterlife and that if they could torment us in the afterlife in them times they would have done it yes they would have done Actually, I want so to their, their religion was literally part of, of, of a um a manipulation construct that they were trying to put together so it, yeah. was, it was about basically be humble in this life because your grace will come in there thereafter it won't come now it will come but in why now. do you want it in the thereafter you've got nothing to enjoy it with we oh, don't know what our soul looks like yeah <laughs> i want to show yeah. you this guy look at your screens a sec look at this guy this I know guy's the religious he's a religious guy oh, yeah, net worth I've of, his videos, doesn't so. it look his net worth is 760 million of 2018 yeah doesn't this guy look like satan Look at him. Yes, he <laughs> he looks, yes, he did guy, you hear what he said about the corona? What did he say? What did he say? Okay, so this guy, actually, he was, there's, a, there's a televised interview where he's actually talking. He's basically saying to people, don't you stop. If you have to be on lockdown, don't you stop bringing your offerings to the church. If you have to mail them in, if you have to pin them on the door, you make sure that you bring them there because God won't be happy if you don't bring in there. You make sure that you pay your dues to the church and you make sure. And then there's another thing where he actually got caught out. Some reporter turned up at his house because he bought, um, he bought a private jet off, um, what's that, oh, what's that, which, uh, black producer called man, Dr. Oh, not, not Dr. Dre. No, 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 like a film Timberland. producer. Oh, um, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah. He, bought, Probably, he, bought, he bought a private jet from Tyler Perry. And he's there going, Tyler made it so cheap, I couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch this video, man. It's absolutely hilarious. Actually, I think I've and seen it. talking about why he doesn't want to be on commercial with a bunch of sinners. 
you don't want to be on a, you don't want to be on a, you didn't want to be on a, a commercial jet with a bunch of sinners and that like devils and he's going oh, no you, you're getting my words all mixed up and that you know do you feel like a, a pastor can be in a room where there's people drinking and, and swearing and everything and prepare for a sermon that's why I've got to have a private jet and he talks about having all these nice Bentleys and Mercedes oh man you've got to watch it it's hilarious that guy is funny because he, he looks evil, like he actually looks like he's going to kill the woman at one point and everything. But then he just drops back into this really, he looks maniacal, man. I don't know how to describe he looks, him. He's, he's a scary looking. He's a bloody yeah. sociopath. That's, that's a scary looking guy, man. I don't know, man. Sociopath. I'm, I'm scared of this guy. Anyway, you know what? We've, we've gone on for a while. I yeah. Think, I think Time we can, up. yeah, we can definitely <laughs> call it there because. <laughs> Ben's probably calling Tyler made it so cheap isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyone is interested we're talking about we're talking about Kenneth so we're talking about Kenneth, Cope, Co- Copeland, Kenneth Copeland Copeland or Copeland I don't know man all I know is he's a scary looking guy Copeland yeah Copeland Copeland anyway let's go around the table we'll start with uh, Erica you got anything to say any blessings just yeah try and zone out of the tv and zone into yourself and yeah trust your intuition feeling not thinking that's definitely been my strategy for these last few weeks yeah okay simon Listen, all I'm going to say is, look, I've been writing some bars this week, man, for the first time in about 10 years. Oh, yeah, your post. (laughs) So I'm just saying now, like, for anybody, whatever it is that you want to get back into, man, get back into the groove of things, man. Just pick up a pen, uh, pick up a guitar, do something new. And, you know, we're still in lockdown. Let's do something fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm actually thinking, but are you there now? I'm here now. I'm here. I'm here. Got any last words? No, I just would like that at some point, hopefully in the near future, we can find out why the real reason why black people are so at the bottom of the barrel and what we can do to get out of it. I'll tell tell you what we'll do. We'll we'll research a little bit more into it and then we'll have another show where we'll talk about just that. Yeah. We'll get to the bottom. We'll we'll try and get to the bottom of it. Thanks for coming on the rainbow day. That's nice to have you. Yes. Let's stay. Jeff taking um, the place of Nigel who couldn't be here tonight. Uh, and yeah, remember if you like the podcast, pass it on. It's doing really well, you know, on YouTube and stuff. So yeah, I think at some point we're going to be hitting the thousands. <laughs> Can we big up Medea again, actually? Because we've really enjoyed her having on the show this today and that. I've yeah, really Simon, I enjoyed it too. That. I enjoyed you, millionaire lady, one in a million too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half asleep, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, we'll talk again next week. And yeah. Madeira, we'll see each other on, and maybe Erica too Thursday? on, on, on yeah. a Thursday, yes. Thursday. I'll so. have some coffee. All right, <laughs> okay. cool. All right, guys. Send love to Nigel's dad too. Yeah, yeah. I'll right. up to Nigel and Ryan's dad. Yeah. See you later, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.